0: Hi friends, it's Andrea here with another episode of Anti-Diet Revolution. I get a lot of questions about meal planning. Many working moms really don't like the prospect, but it's really a key strategy to get you set up for weight loss success. However, I really want you to do this as a framework, not as another diet strategy. And so today, I hope I can make that distinction and really help you reframe your approach to meal planning. Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years, specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in probably doesn't surprise you, but I am a consistent meal planner. Every week I sit down, make a list of all the meals that I'll make, I get input from all the kids, I take a look at our schedule and figure out which days we're going to be busier than others, and plan the meals that can fit logistically into what we've got going on in a realistic fashion. And then once I've got that plan, I'll generate a grocery list accordingly. There are lots of benefits to meal planning, such as time savings and money savings. I'm not going to get into the details today, but if you want to, you can go back and listen to some of my older episodes that are really great and toward the beginning of when I started my podcast that go over some of those benefits of meal planning. Today, I want to emphasize that we don't want to use our meal plan as another diet approach. Obviously, since this podcast is called anti-diet revolution, there isn't really a firm definition of what that is. But to me, there are three components. The first is that we have the skills to feed ourselves well. We have the inherent skills to know when we're hungry, when we're full, what foods make us feel good, what foods make us feel energized, which foods make our bodies feel more sluggish, which ones we enjoy the taste of, which ones we don't, All of those inherent messages, we tend to lose those over time because we're bombarded with all kinds of external messaging from coworkers, family, friends, TV that we watch, social media posts, pictures, advertisements, the list goes on. The second specific component of what anti-diet really means to me is that we understand that all foods fit into a healthy diet. There's no rules. Things like restricting carbs or restricting sugar, all of those things are thrown out the window. All foods fit into a healthy diet. They're all wonderful. Really, the foods themselves are very neutral, right? It's that we give such strong meaning to certain foods and we give like a good assignment to a food or we assign another food as bad, but that's what we want to get away from, and that is part of what anti-diet means to me. And the third component is that feeding ourselves can be easy. We've been convinced by diet culture that it has to be work, it has to be struggle, but if we accept the first two components that I just outlined, that we can feed ourselves well, that we know how to do it, and that all foods fit into a healthy diet, automatically feeding ourselves becomes very easy. When we do the task of meal planning, we want to do it with these three anti-diet definition components in mind. Let's look at these a little bit more and how we can apply that when we're meal planning. All right, so when I first tell people to create a meal plan, a good place to start is by assessing what foods are available in your house already, whether it's in the pantry or the freezer, what things need to be used up. Keeping the anti-diet components in mind, we should avoid manipulating the choices because we don't think it fits into a healthy plan. For example, if you have a box of pasta in the pantry that you'd like to use, Automatically, many of us working, career-minded mothers will tell us that, oh, I shouldn't have that because it has too many carbs. Or you might think that that's eh, not a good choice because it's fattening. Those thoughts are consistent with food rules and restrictions that diet culture has drilled into us. It's important to note that these stories that we tell ourselves are complicated and they're very involved. But when we cut those stories out, we'll realize that selecting the meals to prepare is much simpler and a heck of a lot easier than we thought, which is part of the anti diet definition. Instead, we want to be more productive, and maybe we'll make that pasta dish and find a way to pair it with some lean proteins that we know our bodies really enjoy and feel really good when we eat and help us feel overall healthy and energized. Once we find a recipe that fits the bill, add that to your weekly meal plan. Now, if you're like me, you're not gonna select meals that only use up the ingredients that you already have in your home. You're gonna want some of your favorite dishes or some of your kids' favorite dishes too. And that is fantastic. You should be including and enjoying those foods on a regular basis because that is part of listening to your inherent cues of how to feed yourself well. Some moms get stuck because they think there's a right or a wrong way to meal plan. And that's really absolutely not the case. And in fact, this right or wrong mentality is more diet culture messaging. You know, all the, this is a good food, this is a bad food. We get stuck in that mentality and it ends up carrying over to the task of making a meal plan. If you are feeling stuck, take a deep breath, trust yourself that you know what you are doing. And if it doesn't work or no one in your house enjoyed the meal that you made, that is useful information. You would then know not to make that meal for the household again. And there are plenty more opportunities to make a different option in the future because we eat every day. (laughs) Remember, you don't have to be wedded to that meal plan. Things come up in the course of a week that cause us to change our minds or change our original option that's okay. And these variations should be expected. We're not a failure if we don't follow the meal plan to a T. It's not something we should feel failed or guilty about at all. I want to encourage you that if you are a beginning meal planner, things will take a little more time to meal plan than if you've been doing it for a while. But I guarantee you're going to become more efficient over time And the time you spend up front doing the meal planning actually saves a whole lot of time during the course of a week. If you're a more seasoned meal planner, then take the anti-diet approaches and infuse them into how you're doing your meal planning. This is going to make meals even more fun, more relaxed, more intuitive, and more enjoyable. Until next time, take care. If you like this episode, please rate and leave a review. This is how we get the word out to others so they can be part of the anti-diet revolution. I read every review I receive and use that to push out more episodes that are helping you. Thanks for joining me today. Talk to you next week.